0: Greetings Buff fans from See You at the Game. This is Stuart White here, publisher and editor for the See You at the Game website and your host for the See You at the Game podcast. For those of you who may be tuning in to hear the voices of Brad Geiger and Neil Langland, don't despair. They will be back soon. We will be doing some preview episodes for spring practices which begin the end of March. For now, however, we are continuing with our series of interviews with CU student-athletes. I am joined for this episode by sophomore quarterback, Brendan Lewis. Lewis came to see you from Melissa, Texas, where he accounted for over 12,000 yards of total offense in high school. Enrolling early in January, 2020, Lewis was hit by the loss of his head coach one month into his collegiate career, with the sporting world shut down a month later. After a strange COVID season, which Lewis did play in the Alamo Bowl in his home state of Texas, he was a starting quarterback for the 2021 season throwing for over 1,500 yards with 10 touchdowns and only three interceptions. How does Brendan feel about competing in a full quarterback room for the 2022 starting job? What were her favorite two plays from the 2021 season? And why should Brendan be lobbying for his hometown high school to name its new stadium in his honor? Let's find out. Okay. And we are back, and we're talking with Brittany Lewis, quarterback for the University of Colorado Buffaloes. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you? Well, it's it's snowing up here in beautiful Bozeman, but it's once the snow stops, it's going to get to about 20 below zero. So we will rather have the snow than the cold.
1: Oh uh, yeah, it's a nice day outside in Boulder before it gets cold tomorrow. Like yeah. to in the 20s. <laughs> Okay not as cold as Bozeman probably, but <laughs>
0: yeah. Well it's probably a lot colder than Texas where you're from anyway. Um oh, yeah, way
1: a lot, a lot colder.
0: Yeah. And that's been a, a big adjustment for you coming up from Texas, uh the, the winters in Colorado.
1: Yeah, the winters are are crazy. It's actually like I've never been used to going outside and having to wait, having to uh wait 30 minutes so snow can show snow off my car, swipe snow off my car, let my car defrost. I made a couple mistakes when it snowed down. I left my windshield wipers down, I guess. It's a no-no when it snows here. So I, I I'm gonna do that again. So now when it snows, I leave my windshield wipers up. But it's a big adjustment from Texas where it never snows snowed one time on like my 10 years, one time in 10 years. So it's a big adjustment. Yeah. And you're from
0: Melissa, Texas, just north of Dallas. Is that right?
1: Yes, I was born in Dallas. I went to school in Melissa. That's just 20, 30 minutes north of Dallas. Okay. And I saw
0: from your bio, and I doubt this is something you came up with on your own, that you were born a week after CUB Texas in Dallas for the Big 12 championship in 2001. Was that uh, a stat that you were aware of,
1: that uh, you came into the world right after CU won the Big 12 championship in Dallas? <sighs> I actually did not know that until I saw it. I, I forgot where I saw it. I was looking at my phone one day and then I saw it. I was like, "Oh, did you just see?" Yeah, it had to be a had to be a Dave Platyism to come
0: up with that kind of a stat. Yeah. Uh, so coming out of high school, you were you know well regarded. You know, did well twelve thousand yards of total offense, which is kind of hard to even fathom, but to have that many yards of offense in high school, and obviously high school. Texas football is a big deal. So, what was it like being literally a big man on campus growing up uh, in Melissa?
1: Uh, it was actually really cool. It was a really cool experience. Uh, most of what when I lived there, it was it was kind of like a small town. So I kind of I lived in like a little small town, cool small small town city in Texas. But it was real cool. Like uh, when I started getting offers, it was like things that had never been done in Melissa before. We were beating teams that. Melissa has never beaten before. So when that all started, that was cool and fun. And my friends and I was growing up with, it was all fun for us to do that and be able to experience that together and win, win a bunch of those games. Because I wouldn't have been able to do it without them. And I had amazing coaches at Melissa. They're great coaches and they're still there. It was just really fun. So we started winning games. And now that now, now today, Melissa has like 100-yard indoor facilities and stuff like that, that my coaches tell me that that I build and that my class built. So it was pretty cool. Pretty cool. To it's, pretty, it's cool to see that now and know that that came because of uh, what my what my class did, what my boys did there. Oh wow. Well, In maybe they're kind of the concessions or the parking or something like
0: that. Yeah, we we yeah for real. They talk, they, they talk to me about that all the time. Yeah. Well, you had, uh, you know, offers coming out of high school. You know, look at your list like Nebraska, a lot of Texas schools, TCU, Texas Tech, Houston, you know, a place like Missouri. Washington State, but you committed to Colorado pretty early. It was like May of your junior year, if I'm right, that you uh, you committed pretty early. Yeah, what what yeah. sold you on CU? Why did you want to be a Buff so early in the process?
1: Uh, it was only the just the atmosphere. Like on my first visit, I came. Me, and, my first visit ever coming actually was uh, on spring break. Me and my family drove up, so we used it as a vacation and sort of a visit to CU. And they just made us feel like family. And it was just so fun. And then we just loved the atmosphere. We went snowmobiling and all that. And my family loved it and we just loved the vibe. So I was really sold on that. And then I went to other places and it didn't feel the same. So I just felt like CU was the place for me to be. Okay. And then there were um, like the team, like the players that were that were uh, like hosting me and stuff that I was with. And when I got to be in the locker room, it just it just felt like the place for me to be. And I felt like I could do good things. Okay, did you take some uh, official visits after you committed, or were you you done in May of your your junior year? Oh no, I took I took a uh, several more after.
0: Okay, just didn't have the same vibe, and you, you stayed with CU. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I just
1: didn't feel like home the way CU had made me feel. Okay,
0: so you did everything right. You graduated. You enrolled early. Got on the campus January of twenty twenty, and a month later, the coach was gone, and two months later. The football and sporting world shut down altogether. What was it like being a an eighteen year old away from home with your coaching staff that recruited you, leaving, and then the football and spring practice getting shut down altogether? I was,
1: I was the first semester in Boulder for you. Yeah, that segment was really crazy. Like looking back at it, it's like really crazy. Like I, it's really hard to fathom. Like, dang, I really went through that. Yeah, I remember sitting in the dorms that one night. It was like twelve o'clock. 12 o'clock, and my roommate, Alvin Williams, my roommate, and he was he was like, b look at your phone. And it's 12 o'clock, man, I'm asleep. And we all, we got group chats uh, telling us that Coach Tucker had left. And we like, oh, my God. We're just sitting in our dorms. Like, what are we, we just got here. What are we going to do? So that 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 part was really crazy. You know, I just, we just really, we really just went through it. We just, uh, we had a team meeting that next morning. Everybody was asking us, like, what are we going to do? Who's going to leave? All this, all that. And uh, it was just really crazy. And we just, and then we just, we just rolled with it, really. We just, we just rolled with it into, uh, we thought we were going to have spring ball. Coach Carl Durrell came. So uh, we were all excited about that. And then spring ball gets canceled. And we were like, dang, like this is really getting crazy. Like, what is this world coming to? Type like that kind of stuff. Uh, and then it got shut down. And then we got to go home for a while. Then I actually, I actually wasn't mad about that because I was actually home, getting homesick from being at CU. And then we got to go home, and that whole COVID thing was crazy. I just got to – I really just got to chill, go do school online. I got to work out a lot, just work on my game like the whole time. And then when we got back, it was just all grinding and all business. And then onto that season, the 2020 season was crazy too because of COVID – Uh, Stuff never like never before stuff like that season was crazy and then that was really a learning learning experience too being able to learn under the the quarterbacks that were still here like Sam and Tyler and all them yeah that was yeah that was crazy and then the Alamo Bowl when I first played that was that was real fun like just looking back at that whole segment of my life it was just really crazy really wild yeah so you got to have a little bit of interaction, not a whole
0: lot of interaction. We obviously didn't have spring practice with the new coaching staff. We didn't have fall camp with the coaching staff. We had a little bit of fall practice like in September, October, trying to try and get ready for the season. But as you mentioned there, you know, Tyler Lido was there, Sam Neuer was there. So you were still the true freshman trying to adjust everything. And yeah, you mentioned you did get to play in the Alamo Bowl. What was it like to uh, actually
1: run out onto the field and, and play in your home state of Texas? Yeah, it was really crazy. I was like, I'm so happy that I got to be able to play my first game in Texas, college game in Texas. That was actually a cool experience. You know, playing against Texas, too. Like, i was from Texas. I grew up watching them all the time and watching them because they were just, they were like, they're just awesome. They're just three hours away from Dallas. It was just crazy being able to go out there in Texas, looking across the line of screen and seeing myself play against Texas. It was just a really fun experience. Okay.
0: Well, then, Tyler Lyle leaves,
1: Sam Neuer leaves,
0: J.T. Shroud comes in. So you're getting ready for the 2021 season. Then Shroud gets injured. All of a sudden, looking around the quarterbacks room, it must be must have been pretty lonely there in August of 2021, trying to get ready for the 2021 season. How much uh, pressure are you putting on yourself? Looking around, not know, knowing that you
1: were kind of the you were the man at that point. Yeah, it was really crazy because uh, I was actually talking about this the other day. Like all the quarterbacks that were there when I first got here, like none of them were there when I first got my first start of the season. Like they were all gone. So it was just kind of crazy. And the quarterback room was thin, but uh I just had to lean on my on my close, close coach, Coach Langs. Coach Langs just really helped me through it. He was he was real, real helpful through it. JT helped me, JT helped me too because he was injured. But uh coach Langs was really like there for me and the uh, we ups and downs, and he's really he's really wide. I just kept pushing and kept going. And because the rails just kept believing in me.
0: Okay. Well, and you were the starter for the 2021 season as a, again, a, a true freshman since the COVID year didn't count on the eligibility. Over 1,500 yards passing, 10 touchdowns, only three interceptions, a couple more touchdowns, a running ball. Opened up against Northern Colorado, you know, nice win there, and then kind of went south for a little while and then got better towards the end of the season. What do you remember most about the 21 campaign or is it all still kind of a a blur? Did it all just go really quickly? Or do you remember each and every moment, each and every touchdown? If I ask you to go through all 10 touchdowns that you threw, could you uh,
1: cite them all for me and tell me each of those plays? Uh, Yeah, I probably could tell you most of them. I feel like it was just a learning experience. That first start, it was a shot. I've never played in front of that many people. Uh, it was just a shock and uh, <clears throat> it was a great learning. I loved it, though. It was really fun, like, being able to being able to play in Folsom in front of all those people and make plays and hearing the crowd roar and stuff. That was just really fun. Like, that first game, we got the win. Each, each, each home game, we got to win. It was just so fun. I remember vividly the Oregon State game. That was my favorite game. That was probably one of the funnest atmospheres I've ever played in. Uh, since I've been playing football, it was just so fun. Double overtime—I don't think I've ever been in double overtime before in my life. But that game was really fun, and it was just so—it was just so fun, like playing against all these teams that I used to play against on PlayStation Two and NCAA. It was just crazy, like playing playing against Oregon in Oregon, like that was just crazy. I used to play with them on the on the video games, and it was fun to be able to make plays against them too. But it, the season obviously didn't go the way we wanted it to go. But I thought it was a great learning experience. And, uh, the new staff really has me excited. It really has me super super excited for this next season. Good. Okay. so
0: do you think that you uh, you made some progress? Let me read you a quote from Coach Durrell. This was in November. Um, I think it was right after the Oregon State game, actually. That you know, he's talking about you're making progress over the course of the season. He says we're still leaving some offense out there. We're leaving some leaving some things. So he again talking about you not seeing everything. The way we want to, but he's coming in big, huge gaps and milestones for where he was at the start of the season. He's definitely grown so much. Finishing off by saying, we're very pleased. We want you to guys know we're very, very pleased with where he's going, but he's still growing. Would that be a, a fair assessment in your mind of how the twenty twenty one season went for you as the the starting quarterback?
1: Yeah, yeah, I feel like that's a fair assessment. I definitely like as I said that first game it was it was a shock, and you know. I definitely feel like I grew up – I grew up – every time I step on the field and every time I got off, after every game, I felt like I grew up more and more. So, I feel like that's why there was progress throughout the season because I just feel like every, every time I get on and off the field, I just learn something new. It's a learning experience every game, every practice. Yeah. Tight end Brady Russell also talked about that you grew
0: an incredible amount. His quote was, that's what I expected, seeing work his work ethic, how he grinds in the offseason – I think everybody does that as a freshman. You come and play. You're kind of forced into that role. But he really did a good job with that. I was impressed to watch him grow this season. But you were pretty banged up. You got chased around a lot. Got sacked a lot. Um, there was a whole story in the Daily Camera after the Utah game that you know there's calling timeouts on the side of the field just to give you a chance to kind of remember where you were and kind of get a breath um, that you were you know being hassled so much by a good U- Utah defense. Was it a struggle? Was it uh, frustrating for you over the course of the season? But uh, you think that you and the team and the offense made some progress?
1: Yeah, yeah the, the sacks was a struggle. I mean, I was getting hit a lot. And like, this isn't, this wasn't Texas high school is big in football, but it, that, it was nothing like, it was nothing like this like D1, Power 5. Like, those these dudes are just so much bigger than any other dude that I ever played against. So he's like, taking more of all these hits, they, they did start to hurt. I'm not going to lie. But, yeah, it was a struggle. But I feel like we picked it up uh, throughout the season. Like, I mean, we played against Oregon. They had a top defense. I don't think we gave up – we didn't give up any sacks. We threw three touchdowns. So, and then the Oregon State. So, we we definitely progressed throughout the season. You know, I started talking to my guys up front. Like, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I need y'all. Like, like we got this. Like, we're going we gonna to get this right. And, and they believed in me, and then we did that. But that you talking, that you talking, yeah, Devin Lloyd, Devin Lloyd did rock me pretty hard. I, I, I told my boys that's the hardest I've ever been hit in my life. Okay, and, uh, cause it's funny he said that because uh Coach Darrell actually did call that timeout. He came walked up to me. He was like, "I'm, a, I'm a call. I'm a call this the B timeout. This the B timeout." <laughs> I was like, "I was like, appreciate you, Coach. I needed that one because <laughs> he did. He did hit me pretty hard. I was, I had the win. Was knocked out of me, but." Uh, yeah, that, was, that one did hurt, but uh, it was a struggle. It was a struggle at first, but I feel like I feel like we got better throughout the season. Uh, my guys, they started protecting a lot more. Okay. Like I'm really excited for them this year coming okay. up. Well,
0: before we leave the 2021, you said the favorite game was Oregon State, and that it's probably my favorite game of the season, although there were definitely some highs and lows towards the end there. With that sixty-yard field goal to send it overtime and everything like that, that was pretty oh, impressive. Oh my gosh! What was a? Uh, did you have a favorite play of the season? My, whether whether it's a touchdown or not, just a uh, you know something that you look back and say that was uh, that was my favorite play of the season.
1: Uh, yeah, I have. Oh, um, I have, I really have two favorite plays. Okay. So my first the the first favorite play is that uh, the Arizona game. We had called. We had uh, we had caught the defense offside, so uh, uh-huh. I knew B Rice. I B Rice was running the go route uh, on the right side, so I put it up for him right on the money. He just ran through it and scored. That was just so amazing because we've been waiting on that. Like, me and B Rice been waiting on that, and it was just so fun to be able to do that. <clears throat> right down the field and celebrate with him. And then my next favorite one was the Oregon State one, the Montana, uh, the one before overtime where. Uh, we had some pressure. I stepped up and threw it to him in the corner, and he caught it. That was just so crazy. I looked up in the stands, and the crowd was just going crazy. My coaches was just going crazy. Coach Lane's is high stepping, running down the sideline, the whole side, going crazy. That yeah. was that was that was definitely uh, those two plays were definitely. Yeah, great. well, that was on a you
0: know third and fifteen play at the sixteen yard yes. line with two minutes to go, down four points. So field goal didn't do any good. You had to get a touchdown. So yeah. good, good play on both ends. Yeah. Well, moving towards this season and talking a little bit more about you getting beat up. Well, first of all, are you, uh, you healthy, a full go for spring? Every, everything feeling all right?
1: Oh, yeah, I'm definitely 100%, 110%. Coach Turley does a great job making sure my body's right. He's definitely doing a great job making sure it's right and getting stronger. So I'm definitely 100% for spring. Okay.
0: So well, will back up just a second. You know, Shannon Turley's his second year as a strength and conditioning coach. And, a lot of people say that the cliche is that the three most important hires for a head coach are the offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, and the strength and conditioning coach. But it always seems like every time CU or any other school gets a new strength and conditioning coach, everybody gets excited about the new philosophy and the new drills and everything like that. But it seems like there's some genuine excitement about what uh Shannon Turley's doing in the in the weight room and
1: the locker room for CU. Oh yeah. He does he does amazing. He does an amazing job. At it. Everybody loves him. Like he does it, he knows he's so smart. Like he knows everything, like he knows a lot about what he about what about the strength and conditioning part of the program. He does a great job, like making sure our bodies are right, making sure we get what we need to do, building muscle mass, the guys that need to lose weight are losing it, the guys that need to gain it or gain it, focusing on speed, mobility and all that. He does a he does a great job with us.
0: Okay. Well, let's talk about your your personnel that you got you know, playing with you on the offensive side of the ball coming into this season. Uh, The offensive line, you know, obviously had some issues last year with you running around for your life sometimes. And some players lost graduation, some of the transfer portal, maybe a couple of guys coming in to talk with Tommy Brown, you know, the Georgia uh, transfer and stuff like that. How comfortable do you feel about your offensive line going into the 2022 season?
1: Yeah, I have faith in all those guys, like – uh, I have faith that Coach Devan, Coach Devan's a great coach. Coach Devan's gonna get them right, and they're gonna learn from him, and they're gonna be the standard that we need them to be for us to win games. And I feel like that that they're gonna do that, and we're gonna be that. But I'm not gonna be back there running around. We're gonna be back there running it, running it through people's throat, being a bully like Coach Sanford said, and be able to throw it over people's head when we need to. Okay. Well, in the uh, and I have to put
0: this in air quotes so people don't get mad at me. The skill positions. There were some losses there, you know, through the transfer portal, you know, a couple of players coming like, you know, Snead from Baylor and stuff like that. So some players coming in. Now, if you had lost 20 seniors and had six players go by the transfer portal, probably nobody would have cared. But only having like six seniors and, you know, having 20, 24 players lead through the transfer portal. What do you think about your guys in the running backs and the wide receiver core? I um, always have lots of tight ends. That seemed to be one position where we're never lacking for bodies. How comfortable are you with the, the guys that you have? The, another cliche is that, uh, you know, you worry about the guys that are in the room, not the guys that aren't in the room. How excited are you
1: about your team? Very excited. Yeah, we lost a few guys to the transfer portal, but, um, that happens, you know, with this transfer portal thing nowadays. That, that's going to happen, but uh, I have full faith in our guys now, like our receiving core. And RJ is RJ's a good addition. Uh, but I'm excited about that whole receiver core. You, I feel like we can, like we're all we all want to win, and we all know to do. Like we're all in there grinding and stuff. So our running back, Dion, font. We got uh, we got another Ramon. We got Raymond Jefferson from San Houston. Uh-huh. I'm excited about all those dudes and stuff. And then our tight ends like Brady, Brady, Austin, Eric, like all those dudes, like we're all working. We all want to win. So it's just all those guys left is just next man mentality. Okay. I have full faith in all those guys. Okay. So let's
0: talk about the quarterback room. Last year, pretty empty. Uh, mm-hmm. This spring, it's going to be pretty full comparatively. You, you got yeah. Trump coming back. You got Maddox Cop coming in from Houston. Drew Carter will be back and then a couple of freshmen um coming in as well. So how does it feel to uh have a full quarterback room this spring as opposed to what you were dealing with last fall?
1: Yeah, this is the fullest. This is the fullest quarterback's room I've been since since I got here. It's uh I mean, it's a it's an adjustment. I mean, it's just it's going to be more guys in the room, so more heads. It's just, it's just going to be business as usual for me. And same as the other guys, we're all going to learn from each other, help each other out the most as we can, and compete. I mean, it's a competition, so we're all going to be competing the whole time. But it's going to be friendly competition. We're still going to help each other out, you know.
0: Yeah, it seems kind of a, a weird dynamic where, you know, I know coaches always say that, you know, as soon as I sign you, I'm going to go out and start recruiting the guy to beat you out. Yeah,
1: they say that all the time. That's they, their you know, job.
0: That's their job is to get the next guy. And, you know, with wide receivers, you got a couple of wide receivers on the field every play. You've got five linemen on the field every play, but you only got one quarterback on the field at a time. And pretty much once you have a starting quarterback, you have a starting quarterback. So it's kind of unique on the team. So you talk about it, it's friendly competition, try and help each other. But uh, is it, Underlying is it all about CU winning games or is it about, yeah, I'm rooting for you, but I'm rooting for me a little bit more?
1: Uh I mean, I mean we all want to go out we all want to go out there and play. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and be like this I mean, so it's the competition. I mean, you you, you want to be the guy, you want to be out there and play, but we all we're all no matter how it goes, we're gonna support each other, like we're not gonna hate each other and stuff like that, but we all wanna Ultimately, we all want to win games at CU, and that's the ultimate goal: is to win games and win championships. So that's what we all we all going to strive to do. Okay. Well, let
0: me ask you a little bit about your new offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach, uh, Mike Sanford, coming here from Minnesota. You were recruited by Darren Cheverini; he was your coach, you know, for your first two years in Boulder. Well, first of all, how much contact have you had with with Coach Sanford at this point? You know, I know it's limited in the offseason, but uh, have you had conversations with him? What do you think of your new offensive coordinator slash quarterbacks coach?
1: Yeah, Coach Sanford's a great guy. He's uh, he's really good. He's really smart. Like he knows. Like he's taught me so much. Like, just his little time of being here, he's taught me so much. Uh, and I've, I've had a lot of conversations with him. We talk a lot. And I just love his – I just love his – I just love his detail. Like he's so detailed about the game and he wants to win. And he's so – he has high energy. He makes me want to have high energy and learn more about, more and more about the game. So, I'm excited to learn – learn from him and get – grow under him and, and uh, <clears throat> get better with him every day, especially when spring comes. I'm excited to go through practices with him and be able to actually get out there and really do it on the field.
0: Okay. Have you had much conversation in the way of what type of offense? And, you know, there's lots of hand-wringing in the the Buff Nation when he was hired, noting that, you know, Minnesota really had a a run-based offense, didn't pass the ball as much, and that uh, the quarterbacks that Mike Sanford had taken over, like Jordan Love at Utah State and Tanner Morgan at Minnesota, didn't really improve under his tutelage. Was there some concern with you and your teammates about this guy coming in, or was there concern? And now you feel better about it having met the man? Or where do you where do you stand? I mean, I'm
1: sure we all I'm sure we all had concern. We we didn't know him. We didn't never talk to him before. But when he came in, like we he really reassured. Like it's going to be our offense. Like he, we're going to run what we run best uh, with our personnel. And, and he's not we're just not going to run the ball. Said he was like uh, he told us the other day. Like what position did he play? He played quarterback, so you think he's going to want to just run the ball? So we were like, "Oh yeah, like, <laughs> like yeah, like <laughs> we're not just going to run the ball, but uh, he's going to make it our offense, and our offense is going to fit best for our personnel. So uh, it's just going to, it's going to. I'm just excited to see where that goes and where that takes us. So will be really fun. Okay, and just finish it off with uh, what are your
0: personal goals for the? 2022 season obviously you want to start every game you want to win every game you want to win the Pac-12 championship but uh, what are you looking for in terms of your improvement in terms of what you're looking for out of out of Brendan Lewis you know going into the
1: 2022 season yeah I just really want to be the best the best I can be and play the best every game and be efficient every single game consistently you know I want to pass for a lot of yards and throw for a lot of touchdowns and uh I I want to win games and I want to win the Pac-12 championship and stuff like that so I just want to I want to run more touchdowns too I only, I only ran a few but I do want to run run a few more touchdowns in but yeah I want to I want to throw for three three plus thousand throw th- throw for 30 plus touchdowns that'd be nice okay well we'll we'll keep an
0: eye on those numbers and hope that uh yeah there's a little more running in your future now that you are not the only quarterback that uh is on the roster and you can't don't have to protect you as much. You know. have to worry about you jumping over hurdling defenders. You can go out and be yourself. Yeah. So hope you have much success, and I appreciate your time. Thanks for being with us.
1: Uh, thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks for listening. This episode and this series of interviews would not have been possible without your kind contributions to the seed of the Game NIL campaign. So thanks to all of you for supporting your CU student-athletes. I'm enjoying the interviews, and I look forward to meeting and interviewing more CU student-athletes in the coming days. I hope that you are subscribing to the podcast so that you won't miss any of the upcoming interviews. They're not being posted in any specific time frame or order just as I get them done and get them edited so just make sure you subscribe at Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you download your podcast, so you'll be alerted every time a new interview, a new episode is posted. So until next time, be well, stay safe, and go Buffs! Thank you for listening to our See You at the Game podcast. For links to articles and stories referenced in this podcast, go to seeyouatthegame.com. That's the letter C, the letter U, at thegame.com. If you have comments or suggestions, you can leave them on the website or send an email to seeyouatthegame at at gmail.com. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please be sure to subscribe and share it with your fellow Buff fans. Until next time, when we will again
1: see you at the game.